Well, first of all, I would like to welcome to Sacred Heart Church, albeit uh, virtually, uh, to many of my friends from across the United States and all over the world. I'd like to thank uh, Frank Spicer and Mary Sample for getting the word out to the luminaries and Frank for even bringing up this idea in the first place. Uh, we're so far, um, kind of in a slightly adapted way, going through our normal first Saturday routine here at Sacred Heart where we normally have confessions at 7, rosary at 7.30, benediction, mass, and then the meditation uh, for 15 minutes on mysteries of the rosary, all in reparation for sins against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Obviously the time is a little bit later today. Thank you very much for uh, allowing me to sleep in just a little bit later. Much obliged. Uh, and also, obviously, uh, confessions. Well, at least here at Sacred Heart, they'll be later on today at 3 p.m. Uh, for those of you not able to get to confession, depending on where you are, make sure to make a good, perfect act of contrition today. We'll have spiritual communion later. It's important that we you know do everything that we can in these unique times to remember that our Lord stays in our midst. And how incredible it is, you know, as we all reflect on that on this first Saturday about our Lord being in our midst. What an incredible gift that is. And this whole season of Lent is all, you know, geared toward us recognizing that fact. And it's interesting, too, I'll just tell you right in front of me in the lectionary. um, We have a better camera now, so you can kind of see this possibly. I'm going to hold it up for you. It says... Holy Week, because we just finished up essentially with the last Mass before we move into Holy Week, into Palm Sunday tomorrow. And I really, that really struck me this morning in a big way for all those of you who pray the Liturgy of the Hours every day. You may have noticed that today is the last day uh, that we have the possibility. We have a choice on one of two antiphons for the invitatory at the very beginning of the day. Today is the last day of Lent that we can use this one before we move into Holy Week. And this is the phrase, the antiphon. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Now, I think the thing is, when we look at a line like that, you know, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. I think on a certain sense, uh, for most of us, if you're like me, you think, oh my goodness, if I hear the voice of the Lord, I'm not going to harden my heart. You know, I mean, come on, it's, I, I'm going to be open to him if he's going to speak to me. Well, we live in a fallen world, and it's definitely possible for us to gradually get hardened and to turn our back on our Lord. And the gospel is the stark reality of the fact of, of how possible it is for us to turn our back on him who's come in the world to lead us to himself. The gospel this morning, if you look at the citation, if you're there at home, is the end of chapter 11. It's uh, the gospel of St. John, chapter 11, verses 45 to 56. If you remember, verses 1 to 44, is the, it's all the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. So at the beginning of the gospel, when the deacon read many of the Jews who had come to Mary, they're talking about Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And of course, some of them, after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, begin to believe in him, right? But you see the other reaction too, with some that go to the Pharisees, and rather than believing in him, of course, their hearts become hardened, right? 
And of course, Caiaphas becomes an unwilling prophet in saying about the one man dying for the many. Of course, that's uh, an incredible prophecy of what is going to happen. But I think it's important that we ask God for the grace never to become a Caiaphas ourselves. What do I mean by that? Well, you think about what has just happened. Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead. He's done so many incredible and good things. They can't trap him in any particular uh, way with their traps about the woman caught in adultery or paying the tax to Caesar, right? There's so many ways that they've tried to back him into a corner, but time and again, with that testing, he has proven victorious. He's proven that he's pointing the way towards the Father all the time. And I guess on a certain level, like I said, this can be debated, can, you know, Caiaphas or some of the Pharisees be forgiven in the fact that they're right there? They don't have what we have. And maybe. I mean, it's still tough. It's Jesus, the Son of God. Obviously, many believed in him. But what do we have that they didn't? 2,000 years of church history, of seeing the way that God speaks to his people throughout the ages, right? All of the miracles throughout time, the way that he has shown us that sanctity is possible. Think about the example of the the multitude of witnesses, the cloud of witnesses of the saints all around us who have gone before us and show that they trusted our Lord as the shepherd in their midst and they were not disappointed. Saints from all sorts of different walks of life, right? From the youngest, the ones that we love so dearly, St. Jacinta, St. Francisco, who died 101 years ago today. And of course, up to the oldest, those who were martyred for their faith, those who persevered in praying each and every day, the hidden quiet ones that are cloistered, the ones that are active out there in the world, the ones who serve the poor, the ones who preach the gospel. I mean, saints from all different walks of life, all different vocations show that it's possible to live in this world, to hear his voice, and to not harden our hearts. Are there challenges? Are there things that pull us aside in many different ways? Sure. Do we have things to lose if we follow him? You bet, right? I mean, because we know that he said, if you're going to be my disciple, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me, right? We know that there are things that he asks us to give up in order to follow him. And some of us may want to cling to them, right? I mean, you look at Caiaphas, what are they wanting to cling to? The safety of not wanting to go after this potential Messiah and have the Romans overcome the status quo, overcome and, you know, rail against him. They didn't even think about the fact that he who just raised Lazarus from the dead, he who you know, made the new wine at the wedding feast at Cana, the one who raised uh, the daughter of Jairus, right? The one who fed the 5,000. They didn't even think that maybe, just maybe, he's more powerful than the Romans. Thing is, folks, for us, the same is true. Whatever we're afraid of losing in following him, It's not as powerful. It's not as good. It's not as peace-giving as following him. Do we have to let go of certain things in order to follow him? Yes, we do. But it is absolutely worth it. And that's why in our fallenness, in knowing that the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, we need to ask him every day, today, Lord, if I hear your voice, let my heart not be hardened. And the great thing is, especially on a first Saturday, to remember that we have an advocate. We have an intercessor in our Blessed Mother. 
who showed us the way from the very beginning to trust in our Lord. Regardless of what was coming, regardless of the sword of sorrow that would pierce her heart, she trusted. She said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to your word. My brothers and sisters in Christ, let's ask God for the grace today when we hear his voice, when we hear him speaking to us once again, take this, this is my body, which is given up for you. This is my blood, which is poured out for you. His voice continues to echo throughout the centuries, right here, right now, right at this Mass, continuing to give us himself. Let's pray for the grace to, A, not let our hearts be hardened, to trust in the fact that that love is stronger than anything, is stronger than sin, stronger than death, stronger than whatever challenges may be facing us right now. Be it a pandemic, be it be difficulties in the house, be it the fact that, you know, jobs are tough right now, all of the different things that we face, what do we know? That he is stronger than all of it. That his love overcomes. That his love never fails. Let's ask for the help of our Blessed Mother, especially this last Saturday in Lent, Our Lady of Sorrows, to have the strength to stand at the foot of the cross, to trust in our Lord, to trust in the fact that his love overcomes all, and to welcome that love into our hearts today. My brothers and sisters in Christ, may our hearts not be hardened, but may they be open to him, the one who loves us, the one who comes to us, the one whose sacred heart is on fire with love for you and for me. Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever.